So I've been watching the Star Wars prequels, everyone's favourite Star Wars films. Oh, goody. Yeah. And uh, episode two, uh, the Attack of the... Was it the Attack of the Clones? Attack of the Clones is the second Star Wars film. Yes. Uh, So in that film, uh, you know, involves the Republic uh, purchasing through sort of a twisty and windy way, a army of clones. Um, And it made me think... I was reflecting upon upon these films, I see, as I do. Yes, as you do. And it struck me that, like, you know, perhaps the Republic wouldn't have fallen if they hadn't cloned a New Zealander <laughs> to fight their war for them, you know? Like, I'm not... He's always down, he's always down at the corner store, you know, getting fresh and chops. That's right. It just comes over here and gets on the dole with clone armies. <laughs> Taking up all our Centrelink. I'm Metal Matson from Super Geeky Playdate, a proud member of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the show you're listening to now, the opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Check out all other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. I mean, bags. Why? Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. Like, bags. You, in my mind, mm. like, Canadians are kind of like these nice, affable sort of, you know, chaps and lasses who just kind of hang out at the top of the world and just, you know, kind of mind their own business, eh? <laughs> and uh, it turns out, yeah, bags. Like, do they put, like, a plastic bag underneath a cow and do it that way? <laughs> I'm imagining more like a like there's a tap, like a like a beer tap. <laughs> yeah, and they sort of get like a like a bag, like a balloon almost. And yeah, just like insert it over the um, I want to say nipple, <laughs> the nozzle, and uh, and you know, see, fire away. Condoms would make more sense. Than yeah, that. that's what I'm basically thinking of is filling up a condom, except <laughs> except it's milk. Except it's milk, and then you sell it. So for profit. <laughs> Maybe we can do that. Maybe we could start a Canadian business in Canada. <laughs> I almost said Canada there. Canadian. In Canada, selling condoms full of milk. Mm-hmm. I like it. Because they usually buy milk in bags. Yeah, That's wouldn't. right. You heard it here last, folks. Possibly first. I found out about this fact this week. Mm-hmm. Canadians, and not all Canadians, mm-hmm. I think uh, a lot on the <laughs> east, the east coasters. Hashtag not all Canadians. Yeah. Uh, buy their milk in bags. Yes. Buy bagged milk. So kind of imagine like a bladder of milk. Yeah. Just kind of like a litre milk bag just kind of flopped on a supermarket, you know, dairy shelf. (laughs) And you go, oh, yeah, I need some milk. I may as well pick up this bladder of of milk. What's funny to me is like, well, there's a number of things that are funny to me about it. (laughs) I mean, Canadians have a bag fetish, I'm telling you. What? Where to start with this one? Because uh, what's funny is, like, I did see... So, this is some backstory for me. <laughs> no surprise to our listeners that I was a really big fan of the Tom Green show in the early 2000s. Oh. And in one episode of Tom, the Tom Green show, he produced a bag of milk from under his desk, stabbed it with a pair of scissors, and then squeezed it onto his co-host. Hmm. Um, and did that, like several times and at the time I thought 
that's weird, a bag of milk. But I just thought that was just Tom Green that's being just, weird. You it know? turns like, out it wasn't Tom Green. No. He was being absolutely normal. It that's, was Canada. That's actually normal Canadian behaviour, <laughs> to stab a bag of milk and squeeze it onto your friend. <laughs> So the way this apparently works... Is that it, how you... You just get his bowl of cereal, stab it with a... <laughs> stab it with a... Uh, it is the only time... It's like, it's like written in their constitution that it's the only time a Canadian can be violent is when, it, it's, when it's opening a bag of milk. <laughs> just jam your knife I'm going to stab you, eh? They've got milk, special milk bag knives, though. It's like a letter opener. <laughs> like. Oh, my God. I bet they do. So the, the way it works... Yeah. So all of these come in, like, a litre. Yes. A litre of, of, of milk per bladder Because they bag. use the metric system like smart people. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that is because they didn't have cartons or something. Or maybe it's because they're a, a, a bunch of backwards hicks. <laughs> but what they do is they buy these. And you can buy like four in like a bigger bag. Yeah. So it's like a bag within a bag with milk. Oh, bag with, ex- with, with other bags. Yeah. Yes. And you, there's like four in one of these things. You take it home. Mm-hmm. And you get one litre. Yeah. Um... You put it in a jug, like a plastic or ceramic... Oh, so you have a container at home. Yes, but you don't empty the milk into the jug. You put... You place the bag. You place the bag into the jug. <laughs> okay. And then you snip, uh, circumcise, as it were, the tip of this this, this you, milk you bag. You snip the tip, yeah. Snip the, of this milk bladder, yep. and then you pour it. God knows if you only want a little bit of milk and then you've got, like, you know, most of a litre you know, left unopened... I mean, like on you some- clip it. I, I suppose does a rabbi need to perform this ceremony? <laughs> right. Yeah, it has to be done within two weeks um, <laughs> of the milk's of the milk's birth. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the use by date. Yeah, within the first moon. Um, the so like on some level, I'm like this kind of reminds me of that whole uh, movement you may have heard of, where people are like moving away from packaging, like they want containers in their house, so they buy like for example like a. a box of rice krispies or something and then mm. they like pour it into a, a glass container at home and then throw the packaging away and then so when you open up the pantry it, it, there's no like garish commercial packaging it's all just like jars and things like that it's yeah, like a kind, kind of, of the old 1950s way isn't it when you yeah. have like like biscuit tins like you know biscuit containers and jars and like tupperware yeah. and like in my house back in the in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. um we had those tupperware things where you would pour the cereal into one of these containers yes. and then it has kind of like a, a circular you know yep. cap that the you cap. put on it yeah yeah and then you shake it out and it's like i remember those why, things you know why like, no one's getting tupperware is getting your money here you could do the same thing yeah. you just need to roll the bag up i always looked at families that did that because my family didn't do that ah. i always looked at families that did that with this kind of like askew glance like mm. why are you going to the effort? Because there's a perfectly good box. And also, there's fun games on the back of the box. Ah, yes. You know, the box is good reading material. Or, like, you know, like a really poor quality hat that you could make. <laughs> you know how, like, a lot of the box... Like, sometimes the cereal box would have, like, a good thing on the back. Like, yeah. like, a, like a Where's Wally type of deal or something like that. Like, you know, spot the difference or something. Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes mm. it would just be, like, this bad arts and crafts thing where it's like, you can turn this box into a... A paper hat. Just, just cut this out. And it was never big enough. No, like the box is not big enough to wear. Like, unless you like took just took the whole box and wore it on your head. And like the cardboard is always too flimsy, so yeah. it like sags and looks sad and depressing. I just don't eat cereal anymore. I'm not a cereal eater. Yeah, that's fair. That's. Are you more of like a hot breakfast kind of guy? Or? I just have a piece of toast for breakfast most right. mornings. So you're like an on the go breakfast kind of guy. <laughs> on the go sounds like you're <laughs> getting up to some hanky panky in the in the. 
Don, Don Tootin. <laughs> Very strict breakfast regime. <laughs> anyway, back to the milk. It's Kellogg's this, I'm not getting over this milk fact. And, and that is me, you, that thump you hear is me thumping the table. That's how yep. passionate I am. He is. I'm, I'm very, I'm very anti-milk bag bladder. You're fired up. I, it's just weird. And I'm on a, a Simpsons shitposting group because mm-hmm. of course I am. Yeah. And I've been making memes, like using the, uh, there's a, a Canadian character uh, in the Globex episode. Yes. I'm from Canada and they think I'm slow, eh? Mm-hmm. So I've been photoshopping his head onto all of these different characters in The Simpsons. And it's all to do with milk bags. Yes. This is how you've taken the fight. You've taken up. This is the only- I've taken arms, Rob. That's right. You've used what you have. You, you've used the means available to you. <laughs> Which in this case is... A really old copy of Photoshop. Yep, yep. And, and Early 2000s. And the Simpsons shitposting group to to start... start. I'm going to call it a war, a milk bag war. It's funny because um, the Canadians came out and said, why do you find this so strange? Like, all you need to do is put it in a, like in a jug and then snip the tip. And it's like cartons. Like, you can cut the whole jug thing out and just have a carton of milk. What's weird about it to me, like, there's a number of things that are weird about it. Yeah. I suppose the first thing is it just seems like a like a flimsy container for milk. Like, I'm just worried that it's going to burst. You see, that's the thing. Like, you, you uh, could keep it behind a radiator for two weeks and you'd have, like, the ultimate, like, water balloon. Like, milk, like, gross, <laughs> curdled milk, milk balloon. balloon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The other thing is that, like, I mean, someone might say, look, it's better for the environment or something, but, like, it's still a plastic bag. Like, yeah, it's still that gonna, thing's like, not going to biodegrade for centuries. That'll choke the crap out of a dolphin real good. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe that's maybe that's what this is. This is what Canadians hate dolphins. I'm thumping yeah. the desk again. I don't care. Yeah. Canadians anti-dolphin. They're well known for their hatred of wildlife. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's, there's only like two animals yeah. in all of Canada. There's like moose mm-hmm. and beavers. Yeah, they killed everything else. I once saw a Canadian stomp a bilby's head in. Oh God, you Canadian! La- he laughed while he was doing it. <laughs> He said, I bet you it was a slow drawl laugh. Yeah. He like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, fuck you, you dumb bilby, eh? He said as he, <laughs> as he crushed its skull. <laughs> oh, I love now you're even more extinct, eh? <laughs> it's <my> flawless Canadian. <laughs> flawless, absolutely flawless. Yeah. And we've worked with Canadians before. Yeah, you're even more extinct. Oh, I'm an ignoramus. <laughs> but you already knew that from listening to this show. Many and this show is Game Life Balance Australia. This is episode 60. Mm-hmm. Bloody buggery, Rob, we've made it to 60 episodes. Gosh and Begora, it's 60 episodes. And every fifth episode, we do a stream of nonsense. Dun tootin'. And stream of nonsense is we turn the mic on and we just talk. There's no particular format, there's no particular games. Mm-hmm. I used to do a quiz and I don't do that anymore. <laughs> we just we just take it easy. Yeah, we, it's, we just sit back in our rocking chairs and watch the world go by. Yeah, it's, it's nice. It's, I always look forward to these episodes. Um, Me too. But the thing is, by the time they come around, I'm, it, we often like pick the wrong time to do them because mm-hmm. we're like really tired. But yeah. we're always really tired these days because <laughs> we're parents. Being a parent, yeah. Mm. Look, we sacrifice a lot for being a, for having kids. You know, yeah. um, we, we I sacrifice my body. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yes, you're beautiful. My beautiful body. I had yeah. a baby, and then it just all yeah. went to shit. That's right. <laughs> you're half the woman you used to be. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Are you, th- are you thinking of me as a woman now, Rob? I always have, in a way. <laughs> I see the feminine in you. I yeah, see the- there's, there's lots of, yep. you know. With what? With your basket making and. Uh, what? What? You know, the weaving that you do. Weaving. Such, the needlework. <laughs> Sorry. 
I've got this. Oh, this is like revealing like the, the archaic p- conception of women that I have in my life. You know, you, you like needlework and and uh... <laughs> breasts. No, 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 that's men. No, damn, <laughs> being sequestered from men. <laughs> Being unable to participate in in culture. Um, (laughs) Man, we've insulted Canadians, we've insulted women. Man, we're just running out of people to insult at this point. Who next, I wonder? Uh, Oh, the Swiss, they're looking for a serve. Those damn yodeling Swiss (laughs) bastards. Toblerone, more like Toblerone. High five. No. (laughs) So, no. So, yeah, this this whole milk thing, I, I learnt about it. It, it just cropped up on my t- uh, on on my Twitter feed. Came across your desk, and I just had to research it to make sure it was true. So I googled Canadian or yeah Canadian MI, and then it auto completed it as Canadian milk bags. So I went, okay, this is probably true. I looked at it, and it's true. Obviously, not everywhere in Canada, but it just it tickled me in a way I hadn't been tickled in a while. Yes, like you think you think you know a country, you think you know their ins and outs, and then they go and bag milk. It is weird. It is, and I, you know, I'm I'm trying to figure out why I find it upsetting because I do. <laughs> you know, I don't like that they're doing this. They're not going to stop for it's you. Like, there's some sort of there's some prejudice in me that's being like triggered by this, but I don't know I don't know what it is. I don't know why, but it just upsets me. Something. We should start a Patreon so our listeners can fund us yeah. to go to Canada, stand outside of supermarkets on like on on milk crates yeah. that we will supply ourselves because right. they wouldn't have normal milk crates. Good, okay? milk crates, and we will just get a megaphone and say cartons have been invented. Everyone, <laughs> cartons are the future. You can forget your bags. You can, ve- can forget standing underneath a, sitting underneath a a cow with a plastic bag and just, just going, going the tug. And, th- and then next week, I'm assuming we fly to China and hand out forks to people and <laughs> so forth around the world we go. We go to Japan and go to a sushi restaurant and say, they've invented fire, people. Fire. Great for cooking fish. Just- Turns out fish much better cooked. My wife is giving me such a stare right now. Just... Let's like basically what you do. Like, do you remember Tintin in the Congo? Let's just do that, but the oh. world. Let's just do that, but it's the it's a world tour. <laughs> AC and Rob will personally we'll personally come to your country yeah. and tell you what the fuck is wrong with us. Be like, be in the Sahara, being like, camels, come on, there's cars, come on, Car, man. Yeah, cars. what's wrong with a car? Ever heard of water? Come you, on, people, you idiots. <laughs> God, is what we'll say to them. Yes, we'll be very popular. <laughs> In all the countries we visit. We'll get off the plane and we'll be like, gosh, it's hot here. Haven't you guys thought of air conditioning? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> go, to, go to North Korea and say, democracy, bloody brilliant idea. Come on, Cameroon, pick up your game. <laughs> I reckon, because when, when I was shitposting on this Simpsons Facebook page, some Canadians were like going, not all Canadians do this. Like us in like Vancouver, we're sane. We have we have cartons and bottles and stuff like that. So it was literally like a not all Canadians sort of thing. <laughs> and people were saying, well, I don't see what's wrong with it. So there was obviously some sort of divide there. Yeah, there is there's some kind of uh, like... But but people were willing to defend it. And like... Mm. Is it a French versus English thing? No, no, it's not necessarily no. French either. Okay. Um, <laughs> is it French? Ontari- banging- Ontario thing? Ontario? If um, Frenchmen were bagging milk, I'd be like, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that sounds about their speed. That sounds racist or something, but like it's true. I, I would be like, "Yep." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing that you could say about the French that would like surprise me at this point. No, that's true. Do you know what I mean? Especially the French Canadians. Yeah. So, like Canadians get a lot of shit heaped on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And a lot of it, to be fair, is is not fair. You know, it's like, and they've taken it all in good humor. Mm-hmm. But this was the one issue that, after it was raised, people like were running to defend it. It's like there's nothing wrong with milk bags. Milk bags are fine. <laughs> people were like pushing. This each is other this is over. the hill they chose to die on. That's right. It's the ditch they chose. To, yeah. <laughs> yep. With milk bags. <laughs> it, it, it wasn't Tim Hortons or the Looney, or the fact that their national. The national animal has buck teeth. <laughs> Look, there's all sorts of things that you could. There's, there's probably a lot more like uh, what's the word? Legitimate criticisms one could make of Canada, I suppose. If I, I mean, I have. Very if if little, you looked, yeah, I have very little understanding of the country, but I'm sure if I like dug into the history and things, I'd find like things to like complain about or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, the milk bags is up there for me because I, <laughs> in, in in lieu of anything more important to dislike them about. Uh, you know, just like, does Jim Carrey, did he get up in the morning when he was like, did little Jim Carrey, like, at the age of six, like, pour himself a big bowl of, I don't know, Cocoa Pops or whatever? and Out of a bag? Yeah. And then and then get a milk bag and pierce it with a pair of scissors and <laughs> pour it in. Do you think that's what they do at, like, at, um, at Canadian piss-ups? Is, like, they just hold a bag and they get a pin underneath and prick it and then go, ah, maybe like, maybe, like, wine in Canada is just sold in goon sacks <laughs> without the box. People were saying that to me. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, how dare you insult our great Canadian tradition of... of, of you know, of milk, of milk sacks when you have wine sacks yeah wine sacks like, yes but we have the dignity to put that in a cardboard container <laughs> yeah, that's right and with handles too it's convenient yeah you just pop, pop it right on your shelf and then but yeah uh, I will admit you know goon bags very uncouth but milk in bags yeah I could go on and we could because this is a stream of we, nonsense we could just make the entire podcast into the- just Canadians so about 20 years ago when South Park started poking fun at Canada yes. a lot Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I didn't really thought either way about Canada. I actually had a friend who was from Canada, mm-hmm. and I said, "Why is there all this sudden interest and in, you know, sudden you know, fervor about making fun of Canada?" Yeah, yeah. And this guy said, "Basically, Canada was like just like that quiet kid mm. at the back of the class that nobody ever paid any attention to. Yeah, yeah. And then he came to school one day with like different colored socks on, and they never let him forget it. Yeah, yeah. And there's like there's nothing grievous. Yeah, about it. It's it's all just." Good nature fun. But I think so. I think Americans pick on Canada because it's it seems like harmless or like it's like picking on your sibling. Yeah, like if you criticize a country that's different from yours, it can seem like bigotry or like racism or something like that. Yeah. But if if they're like really really similar to your country, but with like a few minor differences, it just it seems like more obviously like just good natured teasing than than anything anything worse. I suppose like like for example, New Zealand. Yeah, we pick on New Zealand. They pick on us. Yeah. But we love them. Yeah, Defend them to the death. At the end of the day, yes. I We love our fifth beetle. <laughs> the fifth beetle. I don't know. That always kind of, that's kind of like Tasmania. you kind of got North Australia, mm-hmm. East Australia, South Australia, Western Australia. Yeah. And then you've got like Canada. Sorry, not Canada. Tasmania. God Canada. damn it. I, Canada's on the brain. <laughs> Tasmania. Back then I was known as the fifth beetle. <laughs> Yeah, New Zealand does. Yeah, look, I, I laugh, but we really should invade their country and take <laughs> all their resources. Uh, what, what resources does New Zealand have? Uh, they have Hobbiton. <laughs> they have the, the fuck Shire. Is a Hobbiton. They have the Shire. Race. Yes, that's not real, Rob. Yeah, but when the tourists come, we can fleece them good. <laughs> we do that anyway. <laughs> Kangaroos aren't even real. That's right. We just get a bunch of rabbits. And- we just tape them together. <laughs> We had a rabbit problem in Australia about 50 years ago. Like, we had to build this big fence. And then someone just said, if we just tape all these fuckers together, 
people will think that it's like a native Australian animal. Yeah. And they said, how can we really sell it? And this bloke at the time just had a, got a pencil out of his pocket and someone, oh, pocket, that's it. Mm-hmm. And then they just take pockets on them. <laughs> So yeah. basically, it's just made out of jeans just like and dro- rabbits. Just drop bears and kangaroos. <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah, there's no, there's nothing special about Australian wildlife. There's no such thing as a poisonous snake. Yeah. I mean, we're, ru- we're ruining our own fun here. All, all we really do is get leather belts and just place them in the bush and say, oh, look out. That's, a, that's very poisonous. Don't <laughs> that's pick right. it up. It makes us sound tough and cool. <laughs> it's not true. Come to Australia. We're a bunch of liars. <laughs> we are, though. And you'll soon discover that. Oh, we, you know, we can pay out our own country as well. It's, I mean, yeah. it's all in good humour. I like to lie We're not picking on the well, Canadians so. entirely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I just really wanted to bring that up. Um, we, I do, I know for a fact we have a couple of, of Canadian listeners. I think we have actually have about four or five. Okay. Um, I'm really hoping they get in touch with me about this because the chances are they already would have by the start of the show. And it's either going to be not all Canadians or you shut your mouth. Well, just send you damn fo- hoser. Send photos with holding a milk bag. Just hold, send them to at GLB Australia on Twitter. <laughs> Chad. Yeah. Chad would Chad love to will, get those. Chad will, will read them all. People have been asking if Chad is real. Chad is real. He's yeah. an intern. Yeah. Um, we, just, we just basically gave this random teenager the keys to our, our Twitter. Yeah. We went, I went to a cafe with a big net. <laughs> And I just and I saw a guy in a beanie with like thick black rimmed glasses, you know, with like with like a sleeve tattoo. Yep. And he, you know, his socks, shoes with no socks. I was oh like, god! I was yes. like, yep, that that's one. This, bag him. This bag seems, him and tag this, him. This guy seems like he knows the social medias. <laughs> so I, I I got my big bug catching net and I stuck it over him, and everyone was too shocked to do anything about it. They say. <laughs> yeah. I chucked him in my white van that I have. <laughs> Oh, the free candy my, van. Yeah, yeah. My, right. My, I love the free candy van. My crime van. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, took him back to my lair. <laughs> Strapped I, him down. I chained him to a desk and put a... <laughs> Shaved him. I put a laptop that I bought from Aldi. <laughs> in front oh, of him. Aldi discount supermarket. That's right. And, uh, and yeah, then off he goes, making the great tweets for hours. <laughs> it, he only makes them about once every two weeks when yeah. the... When the yeah, um, right, weirdly. When, yeah, when, when the... The new episode comes out, yeah. and he's like really prolific for like a day, yeah, and then, and then just stops. Just seems, to lose, weird. seems to lose interest. <laughs> don't know who that is. That mysterious Chad. <laughs> I don't know. He'll we, get his. He needs a bit of a motivational kick up, though. Kick up the jacksy, I think. So I think we're going to have to attach alligator clips to his nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like fun. Let's do it. You know what? That's probably going to be the next thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like people getting their nipples pierced and tattoos. Someone's just going to walk in mm-hmm. with two car battery alligator clips just hanging off their nip-nips going, yeah, this is the new fashion, blokes. This is 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking deal with it. <laughs> to be fair, they don't have to be big ones. You can get small, uh, yeah. you know, electric ones. Yeah. This is just like the next stage of punk rock or whatever. It's like, yeah. like you, you old might Alligator find- nip clips. That's, yeah. the name, that's the name of this episode. <laughs> Either that or Canadian milk baggers. You lame Gen Xers might not get it. Fucking. But me and my cool millennial pals know all about the nipple <laughs> electrocuting fun times. <laughs> nipple gators. Drake does it all the time or something. <laughs> Drake. Other cultural icons of the generation that I'm not part of. I don't know who or what a Drake is other than some a kind duck. Of, some, kind of, some kind of mallard. <laughs> a rapping mallard. <laughs> Does he? F- <laughs> yep. It's Daffy Duck with a backwards baseball cap. <laughs> Suffer and fuck a tag. <laughs> That's Sylvester, you moron. <laughs> you you're a racist. You're, you're confusing like a black duck for a black and white cat. 
Be very, very quiet. cartoon racist. I'm going to do a WAP song. <laughs> oh, God. Wapping Elmer Flood. <laughs> My name is Dwight. I'm a WAPper from Canada. Can <laughs> we bring it all back? <laughs> Fucking milk baggers. That guy was probably drinking milk out of a bag, just like the rest of them. <laughs> That's how he got the hip-hop skills from a bag of milk, a magic one. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had I had such a brilliant idea. He fell into a bag of milk when he was a baby. Magic, <laughs> and he had milk powers Magic. for the rest of his life. Magic milk. <laughs> Maybe powers. that's where this alligator clip fad comes from. He needs to actually like keep them closed, yeah. otherwise they just spurt infinite milk. That's right. Yeah, he's so full of milk that he must clamp <laughs> off his nipples to stop the milk from Rob showering. Rob, who is Drake? <laughs> I don't actually know. He's a rapping man from Canada. Is he black? Is he white? He is he... Yeah, I think he's. I think he's a black person. Okay, a person of color. And he's from Canada. He is. And he's a fucking milkbagger then. He's definitely. He's a fucking <laughs> ringleader of the milkbaggers. <laughs> Standard think... bearer of the milkbagging faction. There's 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 such a an idea to be had here. Yes. All all you need to do is inject. Kahlua into one of these bags of milk mm-hmm. and then just slap a Kahlua sticker on it. Oh, yeah. Marketing genius. Let's just put a, sticker. a bladder of Kahlua. Put a sticker that just says AC's happy juice on it. <laughs> Sell it to the kitties. Please. The kitties would love that. <laughs> That's right. Chocolate milk kitties. Yum, yum. So here's my idea we get, our, we get my crime van, we fill it full of bags of, of AC's happy fun juice. <laughs> the free candy van. <laughs> we drive up to the local. The local primary school. There's one, I think, just down the road. AC, we don't have to go far. <laughs> we set up shop. the back. I just say, hey, come here, kiddies. Right. I've got something for you. Yeah, so it's it's basically... I'm driving, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm an excellent driver, as we all know. But I'll dress in nothing but black because, you know, kids think, you know, yeah. black is cool. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to call myself the getaway driver, AC, but... <laughs> Look, I'm going to be wearing gloves, and you're going to be in the back of the van. You can, the doors are going to be thrown open. There'll be a off-tune version of Green Sleeves playing on an old, an old gramophone, just just off-tune enough to be creepy. And you and you'll be there in a trench coat. We're, we're like the worst Scooby-Doo gang ever. <laughs> That's right. <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we got away with the two of us and be meddling kids. <laughs> That's the great irony is that one of those kids at that primary school will take us down and we'll go to jail for many a year. <laughs> Um, you know, the, the chance that in this day and age we'd be taken to court and they said, we don't care about the selling alcohol to kiddies, yeah. whatever. But your advertisement of free candy was fucking false. False and misleading. <laughs> yep. That's right. Hastily. Plus, the owner of the Greenslee's copyright is going to sue you for billions of dollars. <laughs> Billion. He's made he's made a lot of money from those ice cream trucks. Oh, AC. You'd, you'd like to think that it's um, that it's public public domain, public domain yeah, now. But yeah, perhaps so. Well, instead of that, Mr. Greensleeves may have deep pockets. Maybe maybe we'll just get. I'll just whistle it while you while you <laughs> hand out the, the fun juice to the children. Jesus, I just had a mental image of a white van that just said free candy with like. Yeah, just just hastily That's... scroll in in like bunning spray paint on the side, <laughs> while we hand out like bags of Kahlua goon to the local primary school kids. That's right, I love it. I have a great time. This is this is gold. Yeah, I, lo- we I love. Cannot this possibly fail. All right, with this one, but we'll we'll change tunes. I think we've we've blathered on about um, our illegal ideas and milk bag which is also illegal in this country you bagging milk that's right you'd be, you'd be clapped in irons in no time 
Yes. You would put in the jail spelt with a G. <laughs> the gay hole. The gay hole. I always used to think that was... Anyway. G- jail is in, in Commonwealth countries G-A-O-L rather than J-A-I-L. I've never, I've never seen it spelt like that. I have. I, I see it spelt like that all the time. I mean, I've seen it spelt like that, but not like only in jest or something like... I think in the new century, jail is becoming more of a... Um, yeah. Like, just more of a standard use term. Yeah. Which kind of makes sense, you know, because gail, you know, it's just does... It looks weird. It jail does. makes a bit more sense. It does. J with, jail with a J. So what have you been up to, Robbie? Oh, man. I've been on leave, AC. You um, lucky prick. The last week. Um, I've been, I've been chilling. Um, I did play some games. Well, I did play one game. Oh, that's what, I, you actually played a game? Yeah, so in between... Because I have been... I wouldn't say busy. Like, I've been keeping myself occupied. Um, I looked after my kid the last couple of days. So, I haven't been doing gaming recently. But earlier in the week, I picked up a game called Lisa on Steam. Probably. It's, it's been on my wish list for a long time. And I was, like, in the mood for this kind of a game. And I was like, you know what? Stuff it. I'll buy it. So, what category are we looking at here? So this is, I mean, it's not the category. It's not your favorite kind of category, AC. This is a, uh, so you're like, you're like, ooh, I'm going to dish the dirt on a game I've never played. Yep. <laughs> I can feel it like coming. Um, it's a, it's an RPG, um, eight, sort of a 8-bit slash 16-bit style. Um, the combat is turn-based sort of JRPG style. Yeah. The, but the getting around the world is 2D sort of like a very simple platformer, I would say. But then when you run into enemies, it switches to a, uh, a menu-based uh, JRPG-style uh, combat. So that's the kind of a game that it is. Uh, the actual okay, yeah. like game itself is very interesting. It's, so what's the setting? Uh, it's, an, it's a post-apocalyptic world where there are no women. So it's just dudes. Um, this is, I should mention this is a game. It's a, it's a very cartoony game, like the art style. Hmm. And the whole vibe of the game is not very self-serious. It's, it's very obviously like social commentary slash comedy. I reckon I've seen at least three anime with that same concept. Yeah. So it's like this post-apocalyptic world. I, I don't know yet or possibly ever what happened to the world. Um, all I know is that everything's fucked and there are no women. Um, and... You play a dude. Oh, what's the what? I think your name is Brad. I want to say. Oh god. Um, I mean, it's, this is a. It's a really cool game. So you're Brad Armstrong, <laughs> and you are a, a balding, bearded man uh-huh. who wears a poncho. Yep. Um, and you're walking through the post-apocalypse, and you're a, you're a drug addict as well. Um, okay, so this post-apocalyptic world yeah. with no women. Yes. Sounds like every party we went to in high school. <laughs> Look, man, there's some stuff in this game. You know. Um, <laughs> A lot of this game deals with some, like, weird, like, childhood trauma that this character's, like, experienced that, like, influences later choices. So, uh-huh. he's wandering through the wastes one day um, and he comes across a baby. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he picks up the baby and he's like, oh, what the hell? Realizes that the baby is a girl, you know? And this is, like, a big shock to him because he didn't think there were any women left in the world. And uh, takes it back to his friends. They all live... <laughs> he lives with these idiots, I think, who are his friends from school because there's a flashback at the start of the game where you're all kind of friends at school and you get beaten up by bullies and stuff like that. And so then, this yeah. also, this is like post-apocalyptic three men and a baby. Yes, but kind of like if you were the geeky kids from school, it's kind of like your, your losery friends from high school. If you all just like like stayed friends and lived in a group house together. That, then, that we've done that. And then the post-apocalypse, That's us. And then the post-apocalypse happens. <laughs> okay, so it's like, yeah. it's like imagine you and Charlie and like Hicks 
except it's post-apocalypse. So you're all like starving and sitting around half naked in a hut. <laughs> like, no, okay, yeah. Once again, high school, university yeah. sounds a hell of a lot like this. So anyway, he brings the you bring the baby back to your house. You decide to keep it, and like your friends are like, oh, we should turn we should turn it into like there's like different gangs or like different sort of like warlords in the area. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we should go give it to blah blah. Like, we'll be rich, you know, we'll be set up for life. And he's and Brad's like, no, I'm keeping it. And he like keeps it secret. He mm. hides the girl in the house. Like he builds this little like there's this like cutscene. And this is all like eight bit kind of like pixel art. Yeah. Where they dig out a basement in the hut with a little rope that goes down and they raise the, the girl. It puts the lotion the on its skin or else it gets the hose again. It's not it's not <laughs> disturbing. like they're not sexually abusing this kid, but what they are doing is like hiding the kid. Yeah. yeah like yeah. she wears a mask whenever she goes out so that no one knows that it's a girl and yeah. stuff like that. And then one day you come back to your house. Um, and all your friends are dead and the girl is gone and you've got to go like find your daughter or your sort of like you know stepdaughter or whatever adopted Adopted daughter daughter, yeah Um, and that's the plot of the game the game itself is very surreal if you can't already pick up the vibe yeah I'm getting yeah I'm getting that it's strange and it's slightly disturbing Mm -hmm. but in a fun way like it's the right for me personally this game's like the right kind of disturbing and it's like it's funny uh, how do I say? It's funny without like being like too uh, like cheesy or like no, yeah. trying too hard. You know, like a lot of games instead of to be funny are like it just comes off like uh, this is rubs just, the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. but this yeah. is like funny in a good way. Like, and it plays off a lot of RPG tropes. So I think the game originally the game was called like Lisa the RPG. So how far uh, into this game are you? Uh I've played about three or four hours and it's not a long game I don't think okay so it's you can probably game. get in about like ten. Ten bucks I bought from oh, yeah. um, I'm not sure of the full length but I'm getting pretty far into it um, yeah there's some funny stuff so so you're alone to start with you just set off to find your your daughter mm-hmm. alone and you're Brad and he's he, Brad fights with this sort of like it's called Armstrong style like you pick in a fight you pick like the options is like you know skills items or whatever then like the attack option is Armstrong style <laughs> and you press that and it seems like he's like gun, gun he knows style? he knows some kind of like karate or like he's got like his own family school of karate right <laughs> and he just like does little moves but and the the way the game works is that for Brad and for at least one other character when you attack it gives you like you just freely input buttons on the on the controller like yeah. the face buttons or if you're using the keyboard WASD and like different button combos do different moves. Okay. So like like up up like sort of A A B X or something might do like a fireball or something like that. And you learn as you as you level up you learn more moves. So there's like a little bit of it's a little bit more complex than just a, a simple menu based system, but not much more. Cool. The, so Lisa uh, sounds like it's worth checking out if yeah. you're a, a fan of post apocalyptic three men and a baby. I think I want to give the listeners a sense of how weird and funny this game is, though, because like I haven't really done a good job of explaining why it's mm. why it's funny. So like very early on, you're like wandering around looking for your kid, and you come across uh, a man who's hiding in a tree. He's uh, you know at the top of the tree, and he's like you know looks very scared. And there's a dog at the bottom of the tree, and uh, and he's like, help, help, you know, you know, and there's all, this is all in like, there's no like actual like dialogue. There, there's no, there's there's no, no speech. There's no speech. It's all, yeah. it's all just text bubbles, you know? Um, and he's like, help, help, you know, help rescue me from this monster. I would slay him myself, but I was too weak or something like that. And, um, <laughs> and then you go and fight the dog and it's literally like a small dog. <laughs> like, this is the first, this is the first enemy in the game that you fight. So is, are you, are you a puppy kicker? It's look, this dog looks very cute and small. Yeah. <laughs> pixelated little doggy yeah. and you beat the shit out of this dog <laughs> and 
And it's called, and like every enemy has like a little name and it's got some cute name. And you just beat the ever loving crap out of this dog. Aww. And then. You're sorry for the doggy. And you rescue this guy. And his name is, and he tells you that his name is, this is all spoilers, but this is opening in the game. Yeah. His name is Terry Hints with a Z. Hints. And, yep. he's, and he's like, and he's like a, he's a hint master and he's going to teach you how to play the game. Oh. And he joins, he joins okay. your party and it makes this like really crappy, like, when like people join your party, which you realize is because everyone who joins your party is an idiot. <laughs> you, you kind of slowly realize that everyone in this game sucks. Okay. So Terry hints, turns out is super useless in combat. When I used attack, when I used his attack move. Yeah. He runs at an enemy, falls over and slides <laughs> and his head hits them and it does like one point of damage. <laughs> And he also has this move called hints, where you like he gives you like hints as you're playing as you're like it's basically like a buff character, like he kind of gives you gives like a uh, Brad little bonuses and things like that. He's wearing a a uh, a cheetah print vest. I think I think he went to high game. school with this guy. <laughs> it's a very strange game. And at the end, so so when you pick him up, when he joins your party, he starts to say like annoying things, <laughs> like um, when you win a fight. And you get like items, mm. like his little face pops up at the bottom of the screen, and he says, "Sick drops." Oh god, it's like so annoying, you know. <laughs> like, and it also he leaves posters around the world with like a like you know hint posters. Like you click on it, and it says like, "Oh, press A to do yada 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 yada." And he always signs off every poster with an annoying nickname, like, "Hey, it's the it's the it's the hints master or like Terry Meister." Or- <laughs> it's, it's like Terry Bear or stuff like that. Terry Bear, he's so annoying, right? And then. And they come. Then soon after you meet him, he joins your party, and you become quote unquote fond of this guy. <laughs> um, the game, like a bunch of bandits, hold you up, and they're like, "Right, give us all your shit, or the, your choice. Give us everything you have, or we kill Terry." <laughs> and you're like, "Holy shit!" Because <laughs> part of you's like, "Fuck this guy," you know, <laughs> like, he sucks. Can, can you kill him? Um, you, I don't know. I imagine if you click, fuck, you know, kill Terry, yeah. he dies. Like you don't. <laughs> But I was like, nah, man, I'll keep Terry alive. So I lost every, like, literally, the game isn't messing around. I lost all my items, all my healing items, all my weapons, my armor, everything gone. Um, just for Terry. Just for Terry. I'm like, fuck you, Terry. Like, now I'm, so now I'm really embittered about how shitty a character this guy is and how useless he is in fights. But wouldn't killing Terry just be the end of the tutorial? <laughs> so funny. So, and then another character that's joined my party recently. <laughs> it's this weird guy that I came across who tells these, like... He's, he's got a poncho. He's got like a, a shawl on and he's like half naked with like a ponytail mm. and a moustache. And he's just sitting in the wasteland. You come up to him and you click on him and he just starts telling you these stories with this like spooky music behind it, which sounds like it's going to be really creepy. Like he's, oh, I remember back before the accident when I, me and my wife were doing blah, blah, blah. And he like starts telling the story and you think, oh, this is going to be really meaningful. And then he just, the story just slowly devolves into him complaining about how his wife isn't hot and how he wishes he had a hot wife. <laughs> Oh, and he's like, you know, it's been pretty good that the apocalypse happened because at least I don't have my wife and my, my ugly wife and my kid anymore. <laughs> it's just the annoying guy. And then you like walk off the screen and then he appears again. Like the next screen is like right there. And he starts talking to you again. Oh, God. And then eventually without you even choosing to, he joins your party and you get that like burr, 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 kind of like sad, like yay moment as he like, and it says like, you know, this guy, I can't remember his name now. He's got a gun, though. He's got a freaking gun. Okay, that, that's useful. Yeah. Turns out, gun, post-apocalyptic world, super useful. He also, like, when you when you win fights and things, he says annoying things. <laughs> and I think his name is, like, Annoying Guy. Like, in the menu, it's just, like, Annoying Man. And his, like, class is Orator. <laughs> and one of his skills is that he just talks to you. Like, apart from shooting people with a gun, he has, like, a buff move or something where he just, like, 
rambles on. Like it says something like he gives you a lot of advice about how to live your life or something like that. <laughs> it's a really weird game. Um, so I'm, I'm interested in playing more of that. This seems like the kind of game that I would like to watch yes. someone play, I think but not you, play myself. I think you should sit down and I'll show you the first like hour of this game because it is very weird. It sounds it sounds funny in a great way. Yeah, Terry Hintz was a, a great character. <laughs> like there's something like the fact that you have to kill a dog to save him. And <laughs> Rob, you are you are the Terry Hintz to my Brad. <laughs> well, that's a lot of you playing game wise. I see. I don't have really much else. I've been I've been kind of chilling, watching a lot of Netflix, watching cool. Star Wars, obviously. Yeah. Um, why do you do that to yourself? I I don't want this to turn into a long rambling milk bagging thing. But why <laughs> did you watch the prequels? Because I had look, I had nothing but time. Um, You're I, an idiot. I have the box set, and I watched the um, the original trilogy, oh. and I was like, you know what? Let's do this thing properly. I <laughs> see. Let's learn about Annie, <laughs> and. And how Jar Jar Binks passed the motion in the Senate that pretty much ruined the Republic forever. I forgot, I didn't realise that, except that when I watched episode two again, I was like, wow, it really was Jar Jar Binks. Like, they made him a senator. They were like, yeah. let's bring the Gungans into the fold. I imagine yeah. that before that, before the war with the Trade Federation, they were like pretty much second class citizens in their own in their own, well, their own world. Yeah, because, right? yeah. And then the, like Nabooans, they... the Nabooans are like, okay, you know, you can like have a seat in the Senate too. And what does Jar Jar Binks do with that? Well, he gets manipulated by an evil Sith. He passes a motion and freaking gives him executive powers and ruins the freaking Republic. Thanks, Jar Jar Binks, you fucker. That character sucks on so many levels. Maybe he's the ultimate Sith. Yeah. It's like, in episode one, he sucks because he's annoying and not funny. Yeah. But in episode two, he sucks because he ruins the Republic. Because <laughs> he's an inept politician. They shouldn't have made the biggest idiot of their entire race. The Senate. Like, why not send the big fat guy with the jowls that goes... <laughs> he seems like he'd be much better negotiator. Yeah, he, he seems like he's an actual politician. <laughs> he knows... He pretty much reminds me of most of our PMs, if I'm honest. <laughs> Big jowls, yeah. grumpy attitude, like Kim Beasley fueled by port. Well, Kim Beasley was never a PM. I don't think he was. To no. a great discredit. <laughs> but he'd be a great Gungan overlord. <laughs> Gungan overlord. Oh. Me so want beer. <laughs> I just can't go back to those. Because mm. you got to remember that back then <clears throat> we had hope. Yes, we did. We had hope. I went into that that first film. Premier then, Night. I watched that film. Premier and Night. like... We watched it and we thought, it's not great, but the, the <clears throat> it had enough going for it. Yeah. Like, it was flashy enough that we thought, maybe it's not as bad as I feel it was. I just need to give it time. Exactly. Like the more time it was, the worse you think, actually, that thing sucked. I walked out the of second that, movie yeah. sucked even more. I, I watched that film. My, my, my feeling the entire time watching that film was like, I'm not enjoying this enough. And then I left the theater with my friends from work because our boss bought us tickets to see this film. And um, I turned to them and I was like, I don't know, but I kind of, I kind of didn't like Jar Jar Binks very much, and I didn't like that. I didn't enjoy that film as much as I thought I would. And there were, and people, I heard people agreeing with me. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm not the only one. Other people felt the same way, and that kind of like buoyed up my like my feeling of your, like your opinion of it. Yeah, because I just couldn't believe. I mean, I was I was 17, so I was probably I should have been more cynical than this by this point. But I still sort of couldn't believe that because something, it was that that childhood hope in you yeah. that when you saw them as a child, you know, it might bring back those same feelings. You know, those those prequels may have been really popular with the kiddies. Mm-hmm. You know, they probably were. I think films. millennials will say that... I've heard people say that, like, that they, they're fond of those films because they were the ones they saw as a kid. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, there's that nostalgia that, like, people have a fondness for Little Annie and, and like, the... 
like the really, really labored love story in episode two. And like they, they kind of, they relate to that in a way that you and I can't because they saw that when they were like seven or eight or something like that, you know? And yeah, that, that, <sighs> that love story. It's really hard. It's not. It's hard it. to watch. They don't sell no, it. No, they don't. That, that dude is just not a good actor. By episode by, by episode three, he'd kind of grown up a bit and I think he was a better actor. Mm. He was a better actor in Revenge of the Sith than he was in Attack of the Clones. But in Attack of the Clones, he's just wooden, you know? Yeah. It's not, it's not, it just, it's just, it's just like grumpy teen. The yeah. whole, whole film is just him being like, I'm sorry, master. Let- I dropped my lightsaber. Yeah. It won't happen again. It's just like, they won't let me, the Jedi Council, he's holding me back. It's just, he just seems like pissy. You yeah, know, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, he is. But let's let's not talk about Star Wars. No. I've talked about Star Wars <laughs> way too much in my life, and I'm not even a particularly big Star Wars fan. What? I knew if I asked you why you were watching them. The answer is, you're watching them because you're an idiot. Well, because the same reason that I watch Mystery Science Theater, because I hate myself. <laughs> video, have you been yeah, playing that's any, funny. Have you been playing videoed games, AC, on this video game podcast? Yeah, you know what? I have. Um, I have a new bit of a new setup mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I bought a new TV which you helped me set up last weekend yes we talked about that in the yeah. previous episode in previous episode previous deal be Australia um, and I added some uh, some wall mounted shelves just beneath it so I could put some other stuff up so I can put the um, Oh, what do you call that thing? The um, retro, the retron, retro freak. No, I don't have a retron anymore. Um, the Wii U mm-hmm. and the, the PS Vita TV. Putting the shelves on was a massive, massive problem. Really? Because I got. It took me a while to work out how it all worked. It didn't work out very logically. Mm. Um, I got these from Audi for about ten bucks discount supermarket. I've bought things from there before. You know, Chad's got his a, laptop from there. Yeah, yeah, a bit weird, but you know, serviceable. Yeah. And I thought, oh, these are cheap shelves. I'm sure they'll work. They don't need to have anything heavy on them. But when I got to the last part, and I already mounted the bracket by this stage, so mm. I just needed to put like the shelves on and these glass tempered shelves I was having a lot of troubles like they have a hole in them Mm. to screw them in right yeah yeah turns out hole was in the wrong place it was about three mil out so I couldn't get I couldn't thread this and I was trying like I could hear the glass cracking oh my god between it I was like I was swearing my head off because these Audi fuckers Mm -hmm. Obviously, and this is why this thing was discounted from $40 to $20 yeah, to 10 because it was just Because useless. it was just useless. And yeah. they obviously wanted to sell their stock and some people would return it. And, yeah, yeah. And some, but they thought, oh, we can maybe try and sell it and, and yep. stuff like that. And that it is sucks. the most just gruesome. I managed to get it in by cracking some of the glass and it just it's grinding sort of- sound as I actually fed the, like... <laughs> fed the screw literally like forcing it through yeah. this tempered glass wow that's so do not buy from Audi I mean, I'm telling you right yeah, now yeah I don't buy it. like any of the stuff that's in the middle of the store like you yeah, know how there's always that middle section yeah don't <laughs> buy anything from there like the, they're bloody useless it's like that that sort of like bargain alley if you mm. like or like random crap spot but um, b- the problem is that yeah. normally I'd take that back and make a like and make a big song and dance and complain about it but the problem is I'd already wall mounted the shelf so there were big holes in my wall yeah, where it was of, meant to go. Yeah. 
So you were like, I have to make this work. I have to. I just pretty much had to make it work because yeah. there wasn't any any way else I could really do it. And I made it work. Oh, Aldi. And I just was just so pissed off about it. I was so angry. Yeah. Um, because it's not you know like I'm handy enough that I can wall mount shit. Yeah. And they got it wrong. Yeah. It wasn't my fault. It was when their the fault. holes aren't drilled in the right spot. Yeah. That's that's a pretty major fuck ineptitude, up. yeah. I mean, it's the th- and the other thing is, like, if it was wood, it would be different. But yeah. because it's glass, it's like, okay. Yeah, like that's the problem. Yeah. So, what else have I been... Um, I played another um, hour to the next boss, pretty much, of Muramasa. Mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying that game, but I'm taking it slow. Um, the reason there is that uh, I look at the size of the map, and it's the, the map size is ginormous. There's lots of different places, and so far I keep backtracking. Like, you get to the very end of the map where that nice town is with all the prostitutes and everything like that, and you fight a boss there. But then you have to go all the way back to this thing, and it was just running through screens. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's pretty. It is a very pretty game. But I've already backtracked over that twice already. By that time, I just went, no. It's like, the scenery is pretty, but you're duplicating that for three screens yeah that's a shame so i kind of had i got to the next boss and the next bit of the story Mm. and i beat the boss and that was an interesting fight more interesting the other ones and i'm enjoying the story but if i have to keep backtracking over and over and over again just running through screens this game is not going to get a good rating from me and that's the problem with 2d games isn't it it's like and that you know having this weird similar issue with lisa weirdly is that like you do have to kind of backtrack a lot because the world is not it's not three-dimensional. Like, you can't... You literally can go left and right, you know, and there's not mm. much else. There are branching paths a little bit, but, like, you do end up kind of going back over things yeah. again and again, and it's like, this is a bit dreary after a while. Yeah, um, and, and you just fight the same kind of enemies over and over again. And yeah, yeah. Like, if the map is as big as I think it is, it's going to be a pretty long game, mm. and if I have to keep backtracking, then that is going to get boring real fast. Yeah. I mean, so I, I am enjoying that game, and I've, I'm going to stick with it because it's a good game. But mm. but yeah, if it keeps making me do that, then I will get I, w- I will get pissy at it. Um, I transferred the Wii U okay. into my new setup because the Wii U doesn't get much use because I've got the Switch out there, yep. and I've got like the VR PSVR setup out there. So I went, okay, I'll not retire the Wii U, but I'll sure. transfer it to another place. And I uh, played a bit of Mario Maker for the first time in a while. Yeah, how's that? How's the community? Is it still... Look, it's fun. Yeah. It's still good. Uh, Mario Maker is a great game to to test out a TV with. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Again, like the input lag will be very noticeable. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's it's good. It feels good. Looks good. Plays good. Great. Happy. Very happy with that game. Okay. Um, oh, pardon me. Uh, it's still a good game. I just have this fear, and it's not an irrational fear... But what makes that game special, what makes that game so awesome Mm. is the community around it of all these different people putting like all of these wonderful imaginative levels together. And I've had some levels and they're not that great. They're not awful. They're playable. Mm. But one day Nintendo is going to go, uh-uh, Wii U is not popular. We're going to shut down these servers and we're just going to lose so much. Yeah. There are so many good levels there. I wonder if there's anyone working on that issue because there are like archivists out there who try to anticipate these problems and and, and, like overcome them. Yeah. You'd you'd Uh, hope that Nintendo will, you know, they'll probably leave it up for like five, ten years or something and then just go, look, sorry guys. But it's just... It is a very popular game. It's so Mario. It's just like the most amount of Mario. And it's not all good. Yeah. It's not all bad. It's a lot of trash, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But, you know, it's just... 
sliding to a new Mario reality every, you know, every like hundred lives or whatever. Yeah. It's just so fun. It's just so fulfilling. Um, so th- it's good to that. I just, every time I play it, I have that worry in the back of my mind. It's like, this feels temporary because people mm. are going to shut down the servers and I just don't want that. Yeah. And then the game trust- is useless after that. I don't trust I mean, this is maybe unfair, but I don't trust Nintendo with this kind of stuff. Like, no. I just don't think they're really, I think when they have successes with online games, it, it's like by accident. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, because Nintendo not, didn't really know what they had. Yeah. Like, they built this thing, they think, oh, people can, like, redo or redo their Mario. And people did some brilliant, zany stuff with that mm. that Nintendo had never even considered about doing. Yeah. But they're probably sitting at Nintendo HQ going, well, people had fun with this, but it's not real Mario because these levels weren't really made by Nintendo. Yeah. Which, they, yeah. they, they have a very, like, old-fashioned approach. They and do. You can, and you can see that a lot in, in, for example, the way that they treat the streaming community and things like that. Like, yeah. it just makes me wonder whether they actually understand how online communities are formed and, like, and, like what you know, how to, like, manage that to their, to I th- their advantage. I think a lot of it is, mis- like, by accident. <sighs> yeah, like, their PR with the online, fa- like, the fans, if you like, is, is poor. Like, yeah. despite the fact that they, they have, like, really loyal fans, they just don't seem to treat them with, like... Respect. Well, they sort of do and they sort of don't. Mm. It's sort of like, we we know you love this thing, so here's your favourite thing. Like, they're very good at giving the fans what they like in terms of games, but yeah. it's the other stuff, you know? It's the, it's the stuff around the edges that they need to improve on, I think. It's everything else around it. Yeah, it's just this unease I have that, like, you know, they might just delete the servers and just everyone will be like, what the hell? And they'll be like, sorry, you know. That's it, yeah. Yeah, like, too bad, because if you want Mario, you have to come to us. So what are you going to do? Not buy our next console? I don't think so. You know? Yeah. Um, so, so uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's just the fear at the back of my mind. Um, I've also been... I played a little bit of the, the uh, Retro Freak. Cool. Not a whole lot. I just played some kind of Game Boy stuff and I've just been kind of fiddling here and there as I do. Mm. I kind of get like to, you know, wet my whistle with a lot of games. Sure. It's kind of like, oh yeah, I'll play this for a little minute. Mm. I'll play this for another little minute. And, you know, I kind of just, well, that's fulfilled my temporary needs and I'll um, not game any further with that. Sure. I so, sometimes feel jealous of you actually. Like there have been times this week where I've been like, it'll be fun to just sit down and dick around with a bunch of old games. Because mm. like, I don't have the motivation to, like, commit to something. Yeah. Like, Lisa is about the closest thing I thought of something I can commit to because it's very, like, not serious. Um, I was like, I don't want to start some big RPG or something like that. It's just chucking something on that's, like, simple and, like, messing around with it for a bit and then going, right, you know, that sometimes is, is perfect. I've had my fill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you don't need to, like, sit down and try and beat the darn thing. It's just just having a little taste, you know? Yeah, just yeah. A, a little nibble here, nibble, little, little nibble there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Maria and I have also been uh, playing a bit of God of War. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a... I love that... The look of that game. Mm-hmm. I love the story of that game. I love the way the story kind of unfolds with dialogue and actions and, like, Atreus... Oh, boy. <laughs> um, the kid fucks up a lot. Mm. He makes mistakes. And, and you know... Kratos being Kratos calls him out on it all the time and says, mm-hmm. you should not have done that. You made a mistake. Now I have to clean up your mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And it's this thing that's unfolding is really good, mm. but the controls are abysmal. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I could have um, Breath of the Wild controls mm. with this game, 
Yeah, it would. It might surpass Breath of the Wild. Yeah, um, in terms of that. like, sto- it, ver- it already surpasses Breath of the Wild in terms of story. Breath of the Wild story is not very good. Um, There's not really much of one. Really. Not, no, no, it's just a Zelda story. Is all it is. Yeah, uh, but the controls, like we had to fight this big dragon. Spoiler, mm. and to do this, you needed to pick up this red crystal and throw it. Now, I hate analog controls i don't there isn't a very good auto aim Mm. that seems to be maybe there's something i can toggle on i haven't found it and i'm not very good with that and i'm playing on easy mode Mm. and i know what i have to do and the game keeps telling me what i have to do because i keep failing (laughs) but to throw this thing you have to press l2 aim and then press r1 or r2 so you basically try and aim and press and then throw and then he and you know misses and you can only do it for a short period of time it took me ages to get through that sequence Mm. just because the controls just don't work like if you want to throw something if you pick something up you could easily just go oh okay we'll make that triangle while you're holding this thing to throw yeah easy but you have to fuck around with an analog stick and two other buttons, which I just don't yeah. fit in your hand well. Any, so I'm telling you right now, bad game because bad controls. Any, actually, <laughs> it's not. I actually, I'm really enjoying it. I want to see it to the end. But yeah, the controls are terrible. I know I can change them, but... I just, yeah. Look, a lot of console games these days assume that the player has become good at aiming with analog sticks. And like, I've always found that to be a shitty experience like yeah. any game that kind of like so there are games where like the aiming is like you put the cursor near enough to an enemy like near enough yeah. like you know within like kind of a radius and it will snap to them and I, I like that that I think is fair but when they actually want you to get like pinpoint accuracy with the cursor hmm. just using the sticks with no snap to aiming but no, no sort of support where you just have to literally line it up and shoot um, is always a pain in the ass. It it's never not, feels good. Never feels good. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't yeah. feel fun. Motion controls are better than analog sticks. There, yeah. I said it. Yeah. And I'd a rather lot have of, a Wiimote. Yeah, I'd rather have a Wiimote to aim because at least then you're responsible for your own actions. Yeah. Not some, you know, oh, it's too sensitive. Oh, it's not sensitive enough yep. in this particular situation, yeah. you know. Aiming with analog sticks is like zeroing in. Like, you kind yeah. of, you swing past it, you miss. You swing again, you narrow, and then you get a little bit closer. Stay on and you target, swing back, stay on target. Left, yeah. right, left, and right, then and then you finally, yeah. if, you're, if you're still alive, you can kill them. Which um, I'm often not. And I think a lot of people play FPS on consoles like uh, like Call of Duty and things like that. Yeah. And I just find that just mind-boggling because that... I mean, if you do something enough, you will get good yeah, at it. Yeah, yeah, but know? just like, gosh, if you just pick up a keep, like a mouse, it's just like I can instantly aim exactly yeah. where I want to shoot every It's amazing time. how that works, isn't yeah, it? Every <laughs> single time. Um, and we, but with the key console, it's like, okay, give me like a week and I'll get good at this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so I just, yeah, yeah, I just it, don't it, like... it sounds kind of like Nintendo BIOS or PC Master Race or whatever, but it, mm. it's just so much easier. I think we Especially have a, for someone yeah. who just doesn't play a whole lot of those types of games very often. Yeah. I mean, I've always shunned FPS on consoles for that reason. Yeah. Because every time I've tried to play an FPS on a console... It's been a pain. Like, I did play through all of... Um, un- what is it? Um, not Uncharted. Uh, Far Cry. I played all of Far Cry 4 mm. on the PS4. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember like, the whole that. way through, and I really enjoyed that game. But it did take me a while to get used to the having to aim with the sticks. And I and I, a lot of the times I felt like I wish I was playing this on the PC. I couldn't. I didn't have a PC at that point. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, it's less than ideal. It is. And yeah. it's, it's a bit of a shame... Like, I don't know, I 
I do enjoy. I really enjoy having a PS4, and my PS4 library has just grown exponentially. Mm. Like I've got a lot of good games. Maria has some good games. I'm really glad I got it. But yeah, I just think that they kind of are obviously aiming towards the console only people. Whereas, like, I will play. I will go to wherever the good games are. Mm. God of War is a good game, so I have a PS4 because I really wanted to play that. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, for someone who just doesn't play those sorts of games, especially mm. on consoles very much. Yeah. It was just, oh, it's just pulling teeth. It's just very frustrating, which really takes you out of the story yeah, and the immersiveness sure. of the world. That's a pain. I mean, like, for example, GTA Five. If you hit the aim button, if you like, I think it's L two or something. Mm. It it doesn't it doesn't like instantly snap to an enemy, but if you if your cursor is near enough, it just yeah onto them. It's really, really, really There nice. might even be something like that with, with this game that I just haven't figured out yeah. yet. But mm, mm, anyway. I'm, I'm just being whiny. I'm being whiny that's, for whiny's sake. That's fine. You're allowed to whine. I'm allowed to whine. You know, just fucking milk baggers. Too many milk baggers <laughs> in the world today. We just really need to get rid of those milk baggers. Do you think Kratos drinks milk from a bag? He looks like the kind of fucker who does. Look, I think... Guy, Kratos- lots of white makeup. Yeah. That ain't makeup. That's milk. <laughs> I think back in those days, that's what, that's what, that was their vessel. It was either that or like cupping your hands. <laughs> I would rather I would rather go down to the dairy and cup my hands than drink milk out of a bag. You weird fuckers. <laughs> Alright, well should we end on that note? I think we shall. I, I got I got quite grumpy there at the end. I don't usually do that a whole lot. Look, that's um, that's fine. Look, it is it is a it is a stream of nonsense. I'm gonna call it an abhorrent practice that is against God. <laughs> it's the eleventh commandment. That's right. Thou shalt not drink milk from a bag, you weird fuckers. It just ain't natural, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> gay marriage fine no problem with that <laughs> that's yeah free pass but women voting good more power to them drinking milk from a bag no you go to hell for that son that's right absolutely go to hell and you burn unacceptable <laughs> there is no atoning for that sin uh, alright AC shall we attempt to like memorise and read the copy uh, oh you don't have the copy in front of you yeah because we when we do stream of nonsense we don't have the run sheet in front of us because we sh- don't need it yeah that's right um, but thank you for listening to the game life balance australia podcast mm-hmm. um because it's the australian version of game life balance um there are some american guys that will occasionally jump on the mic and do a couple of things yeah, regarding like to, the uh, super nintendo classic they'd like to kind of you know they like to shoot the shit yeah every now and then they'll sort of try and you know do a podcast or something <laughs> good guys yeah look they, yeah listen to their stuff it's good um they're doing a lot of retro games recently they're working their way through the uh super nintendo classic mm. um so some great games on there obviously so um if you're interested in in hearing them talk about you know uh what was the most recent one they did ac it was it um oh what's that game called mother two um Earthbound. Earthbound, thank you. Yeah, they did Earthbound. Yeah. Cody wasn't about... I agree with Cody in this particular scenario. Yeah, it's like... It's very obtuse. Like, you can't... Mm. Like, people loved it back then, and people loved it when they played it on an emulator, but, like, people coming fresh into it this in this time period, 2018... Yeah. I can see why he'd be a bit buggy about it, you know? Yeah. And um, speaking of featured games, I did have this idea, and I've had it in my brain for a little while. <laughs> okay. And... I have been getting off not... haven't been getting off. I have decided not to do this, but it keeps entering my brain now and again. Uh-huh. At one stage, I was thinking of getting... Of setting up. If someone really, really wants to uh, get us to do a featured game, okay. like like a, a retro game or like some shitty game or something, I could say, well, if you donate us a game, we'll definitely review it. 
(laughs) So I had that idea. And then I went, no, because everyone we know who listens to the show hates us and would send us the most abysmal shit ever. But it's still tempting. It's kind of tempting to try once. And to be fair, Muramasa, which I'm working on at the moment, uh, is a present from a friend of the show Mm -hmm. uh, and occasional co-host, Andrew Elchan Lynch. Yeah. And he was very, very cross. He was a cross little boy that we did um, <laughs> yeah. that we did Dragon's Crown before Muramasa. Right, of course. And, and, and I got annoyed. I, I think Nathan was also. also yeah. Like, yes. There are people who are like super fans of this dude's work. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, and, but once again, like on the Vita, my save got corrupted and erased like two or three times, <sighs> oh which God. is just why I got fed up with playing. And that's why one of the reasons I got a PlayStation TV like a, a, a PSV to TV because sure. it worked better on that. Okay. Uh, so, um, look, we might, if, if there is any interest in that, in like suggestions or people want to donate a game to us and we'll play it, I'm willing to listen to you. I very much doubt that anyone will do that because people just don't send people random shit on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> or, or if we give out my address, we'll get like just a literal like box of shit. Or something in the mail. <laughs> I have one of those I was going to like, leave with you. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I kind of do like digging into the bad games catalogue mm. because it's because our recommendations, like we usually find at least one nugget of goodness in, in a lot of games that we play. Yeah, that's true. Or something funny about it. But Sometimes it's good to play something that we can just trash and yeah, know, tear apart. It's, and sometimes those trashy games are fun. Let's mm. not deny it. So anyway, yeah, Game Life Balance uh, Australia dot com mm-hmm. is where you can find us. Uh, Rob, do you want to do the uh, Gonna Geek promo? Yeah, look, I thought we should do this more regularly and with a bit more. Uh, what's the word? Professionalism. Yep. So that's a word I learned today. So Gonna Geek Network, we're a part of it. Yep. A bunch of good blokes and Sheilas. That's right. All fine ladies. Each, <laughs> each, each more fine than the last. Each person who's on the network is more beautiful than the last. We think they're all human. Uh, or uh, let's let's pick one from the list here to read. AC. How about okay. all things good and nerdy? Okay. Yep. Okay. All things good away. and nerdy. Episode three twelve. Uh-huh. Uh huh. In this episode of All Things Good and Nerdy, they're pretty good. Chris and Anthony are the only ones here this week, but don't worry, it's still a packed show. Yep. The boys share their impressions of Movie Pass and have a free one month referral code. Oh, and have free one month referral codes to give away. That's mine. During the news, That's Chris mine. shares the details. Chris, on- give me. During the news, Chris shares the details on Microsoft's Xbox Adaptive Controller, while Anthony gives his impression on Cul-de-Sac, an Australian horror anthology comic. Mm. I've never heard of that, AC. Have you heard of Cul-de-Sac? I have in passing, yes. Did you write it? I did not write Cul-de-Sac. Did Ben write Cul-de-Sac? He may have written Cul-de-Sac. Ben? (laughs) A horror Australian comic. There are some horror movies. Yes. There are two that come immediately to mind. Uh-huh. One is Razorback. Sure. Razorback is about a wild pig uh-huh. in the outback who gores people to death. <laughs> awesome. Yep. Uh, done by uh, Russell McCoy, who did Highlander. That was okay. the film he did before Highlander. The other one is a little movie I like to call Houseboat Horror, <laughs> oh, where people are murdered on a houseboat. Mm-hmm. It is possibly one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Fantastic. Should we track this down, AC, and maybe watch it while we're drunk or something? It stars Gavin Wood. Brilliant. There is a guy out there called Gavin Wood. Yep. And you'll bar up, folks. 
<laughs> That's an actual line from the movie. Oh my god. Uh, as I'm going to finish the reading. Okay, yeah, yeah, you maybe. finish, you finish. I interrupted. That's all right. As the show wraps up, the crew gives their initial spoiler-free impressions on Deadpool 2. The takeaway is that it's damn good. There you go. Hey, they spoiler-free. Spoiler. But they, just, they, just they, just gave just, us, they just gave us a spoiler right there, AC. No, they did. I'm terribly sorry. We don't have to listen to their podcast anymore. No, but so, you should. You should anyway. Yeah, go listen to it. Why not? I'm sure it's better than this crap. Chris is an awesome guy. Yes, he's a nice man. He has a nice beard too. He does. Mm-hmm. Magnificent beard. <laughs> it's a great A beard. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, I think we're done. Um, Chad is on Twitter uh, at GLB Australia. I'm at Prod Tally. Uh, if you do follow me, you'll notice that there's this weird mix of... Uh, Urusei Atsara, Lum, our, everyone's favourite uh, alien bikini-clad uh, girl, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and retro games. Because people keep following me for the retro games, and a, about half of them leave because they notice that most of my tweets are about like half-naked uh, anime girls. But <laughs> only one particular anime girl, though. That's right. You're at least loyal. Have <laughs> you? You're one anime girl, man. Yeah, one, uh, yep, I, only one. That's right. Maybe yeah, two. Only got eyes for a, a handful. <laughs> <laughs> this got weird. Uh, this dude, got weird. So thank you very much for listening to Game Life Balance Australia. And if you're a milk bagger, you can fuck right off. Yeah.